Hey, welcome to the Monkey House Primates. So, thanks so much. I've asked around here to quickly uh, let you all know that we're in Sydney. We're about to be in Brisbane. So uh, very quick stop in Sydney. We're just here for a few nights. So come and see us. And then what are we doing? We're going up to Brisbane. We're going to do a Who Knew It with Matt Stewart at Good Chat. And we're also doing a couple of Dryer Dryers, our comedy festival show. It's the last run of the whole tour. So come on down, Brisbane. That's right. And in Sydney, we're at the Manning Bar and at the Chippo for the Who Knew It. Really pumped up. Hopefully see you all there. Uh, now on with the show. Ook, ook. What is that what the monkey say? Yeah, ooga cha cha. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This week's episode of Primates is brought to you by me, Matt Stewart, and my 2020 live comedy show, Monkey House, uh, to the Brisbane Comedy Festival at the Powerhouse from the 10th to the 15th of March. Back home to Melbourne for the Melbourne International Comedy Festival at the Victoria Hotel from the 26th of March to the 19th of April. You can grab tickets now with the discount code PODCAST and that gets you a real handsome discount via mattstuartcomedy.com slash gigs. That's mattstuartcomedy.com slash gigs. Now on with the show. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to Primates, the podcast where we explore primates in popular culture from Chimpan A to Chimpan Z. I'm your host, Matt Stewart, and I'm not joined, as always, by the second banana of the show, uh, host of the gaming, gaming, gaming show, Evan Munro-Smith. Instead, I'm joined by two even better guests. Thank you. <laughs> this week, returning guest for maybe the fourth or fifth time. He bloody loves it in here. It's Angus Gordon. Thank you. I do bloody love it in here. Jeez. That's real nice of you to say. Yeah. Well, Unprompted. I mean- yeah, you, you were looking at me like you better say this. And I felt intimidated, like primates do when they use eye contact. Yeah. You were using that on me. You've learned that from the podcast. I have. You're really uh, baring your teeth, I noticed. And, and since- you were showing your very red behind at me <laughs> in some sort of, I don't know if it was sexually aggressive way. No, no, it was just aggressive. Just aggressive. You, I mean, the, the rest is up to you in what kind of aggression it was. Yeah, yeah. Like a David Lynch film where... Mm-hmm. I show my red ass, and then the audience decides what kind, what I'm doing with that <laughs> yeah. ass. Yeah, it's your take on the red curtains. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also, for the first time here in the Monkey House, comedian Jack Druce. G'day, guys. Thanks for having me. You've been real hard to pin down. I've I've invited on you uh, you onto the show many times. I've asked you're to be on busy. many times, and you <laughs> you're always busy doing projects or videos or comedy. Um, but finally, today, you had a free afternoon. And exactly. It, it feels so good to have you in. Uh, no, I'm delighted to be on this. It'd be a lot of fun. Your comedy recently has been very good. Oh, thank you. And when I say recently, I mean ever <laughs> since I met you. Oh, great. I'm loving those videos. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, I, I've sort of realized that uh, 
I got this idea that comedians should, you know, put stuff out there. Yeah. Now it took me a long time to. <laughs> I always thought, you know, dingy bars are yeah. the only place comedy should happen. But um, microcast, real yeah. narrow casts. Yeah, yeah. The less people know about this, the better. But um, yeah. No, seeing seeing your success in the the podcast world and, and other things, I'm just trying to. Get a lot more out there. I'm coming for the podcast crown <laughs> okay, this year. Great. We announced this well, before the show, but uh, <laughs> fans of Matt Stewart, uh, get ready to despise Matt Stewart because oh, he's going to take me down in the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's room on the internet for all of us. I don't think so. And I'm not sure I'm wearing the crown anyway. Surely it's Mark Maron or something you're after. Oh, there's a lot of crowns. I feel like this <laughs> you're gonna is going to collect them. Yeah, you're like, um, you know, like a, a duke or. Yeah. I don't know how many crowns are. I'm sometimes maybe like a yeah, some sort of like a, a, a duchess or a baron. Or like a crown that you'd have on your teeth if you've got a, like a yeah. bad tooth that's kind of rotted I've out. I've got the podcast a, crown on my tooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that kind of crown. You start, and I'm coming for it. Yeah, okay. You start with there and then you build your way up. <laughs> People can find where do they find those videos? Um, I'm uh, YouTube is Jack Drews, and I'm also Jack Drews on uh, on Twitter. Is probably the main places to go. Jack also streams them in dingy bars still. Yeah, 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 yeah. live Absolutely. streams. He doesn't forget his roots. Yeah, if you can find me on the street, I'll show them to you. <laughs> I'll put links in the show notes. Anyway, do you have a favorite primate? Do you want like a sort of a breed of animal or a specific one? Well, I like both of those, and and I like where your head's at because today's episode is primate of the decade and i've split it up into three categories similar to that but so what what comes to mind well i i remember seeing spider monkeys at the at the zoo in i believe vancouver when i was a kid and that i thought that was wonderful i thought that was super cool but um also when i was a kid uh my family went to india and i saw a monkey uh, punch a buffalo in the face. What? And that's my favorite primate. <laughs> that's a, that's, wow. Punching a, that's what, the only way you can stop a buffalo as well as punching it right in the nose. I probably. Yeah, I, I think that's true. <laughs> Otherwise, they will get you. Yeah. <laughs> or you can do that uh, crocodile dundee. Wow. Oh, yeah. I think that works every yeah. That, well, that was actually fictional. Oh, okay. That was a movie. That wasn't real. <laughs> no, he's a real man. <laughs> in real life, they had to tone it down for the big screen. It didn't test well when he punched it in the face. <laughs> Are you saying Crocodile Dundee would hurt an animal? Yeah, and he did. He would hunt crocs. That was his, that was his bread and butter. Uh, I thought it was like um, the Crocodile Hunter where he would just love them, like give them a kiss. Like he would capture them, but only for kissing Hunt them with love. <laughs> kiss them, put them back. Like on the snail. Yeah. <laughs> the other way you can defeat them is with love. They're the two main ways. So today we're talking about the primate of the decade. I put a vote out. Uh, with three categories. Uh, which one do you want to go for through first? The three categories are fictional primate of the decade. I didn't give them any rules on these either. They just sort of had free reign. They had an empty box. They could put whatever they wanted into it. Fictional primate of the decade, real primate of the decade, or primate species of the decade. Well, Don't you're... you feel like... I mean, I'm glad you tuxedoed up because this is the night of nights in the primate yeah, world. Yeah. Um, well... I mean, it's all political, isn't it? It is. It's all the academy and, yeah. you know. Um, it's been a lot of monkey dinners. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested in the uh, real primate. What do you think, Angus? I don't want to dissent from Jack. A beautiful I, place to start. I also want to agree with whatever the outcome is from the, van, the fans. Yeah. Yeah, really? Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with the fans. If you were going to have a vote, would you? 
Would you or you wouldn't? You'd I, wait. I, I'm just uh, someone who announces the winners, <laughs> but I don't comment on it at all. I don't want to... I'm like the you know, Australian Electoral Commission. Do you really? know what I mean? They shouldn't come out at the end and say who should and shouldn't have won. Well, this Primate of the decade. That is that is true. I really thought you'd be here, you know, tearing things up. Some sort of a shock jock. You're normally a shock jock. Yeah. That's what I... Yeah, well, I've changed my ways, Matt. Okay. I've get, been getting a lot of... um. A lot of tweets saying you're too shocking. Yeah, too shocking. And I've ruminated upon those tweets, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to tone it down. Okay. Well, let's see if you can hold that up. Because <laughs> uh, I reckon I don't think you can. All right. So I'm going to for this one. I'm going to give you the top five. All right. These are real primates. So these are individual primates. Okay. It's just personalities in, in the primate world. In order from five. I want to I'm gonna count them down. Five to the primate of the decade in the category of real. I'm excited. Okay. Equal fifth. There's uh, two here. The first, Angus, you know a bit about this one because you were on an episode about it. Coco. You remember Coco? <laughs> No. We were in the car with Andy Matthews driving to his house. I don't remember that. You don't remember recording this podcast while I... Were you on that episode? No, I was. I'm just... Okay. <laughs> I had a real cold sweat hit, hitting me there. You familiar with Coco? Uh, not really, no. Oh, well, let me let me find my little info sheet about Coco and I'll tell you. I'll give you a couple of fun facts. Please. Uh I want one really disturbing fact about Coco as well. That's not fun in any way. Okay. Well, somewhat since that episode, people have said that because uh, so she killed a cat. That's a disturbing fact. I remember she, that. She lived, loved kittens so much, I think she accidentally crushed one to death. Oh, man. No, that's not fun at all. So there you go. I'll give you the non-fun fact straight off the top. Um, here's another non-fun fact. Uh, she died in her sleep at age 46. Oh, that's kind of fun. You don't want to die in a different way. You don't want to be crushed by an even bigger animal yeah. that loves okay. you too much. Uh, so, so her, she was sort of famous. Well, I hear she died in like a gunfight or something. <laughs> oh my god! I heard an army of cats got her. Maybe it was a it was a cover up. Did you know she had a a, a great friendship with Robin Williams? Oh, okay. Maybe I do know this one then. Yeah, quite a famous. Mm. I think they met once. I think it's overstated. Yeah. Well, I I only remember, and I, I've I've talked about this a bit, but I don't think this is an, an original observation. But like, just that I remember seeing the viral clip of them telling Coco that Robin Williams had died, and it did the, the sign language for something that was like sadness or something to do with that, and it's this real emotional thing. But then it's like, why tell her though? Like, what? Yeah. Why yeah. <laughs> does she need to know that? And um. Oh, there was something else about that. It just seems like if you've studied what zoology or whatever and you've gone this far in the field and then it's like, what did you do today? It's like, I just had to break some just news. Do, you know, you got to do obituaries for primates. got to tell them which ones of their friends had died. Yeah. <laughs> like you, such a, I, a grim job. I hadn't really considered that. Just like, oh, if she ever asked, where's Robin Williams? Oh, he's, he's shooting a film somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> he's out of town. He like, but he messaged. He said he's he's missing you. He loves you. Yeah, he uh, he's what? gonna live forever. He told me. So I like that they didn't infantilize Coco. They were yeah. like, yeah, you're an adult. You deserve the truth. Because imagine if she she found out independently. Oh, that would be oh, rough. You'd be, then she wouldn't trust like, anything anymore. You've lied to me. Why? 
Yeah. But maybe I, maybe Coco wanted to attend the service. Okay, yeah, that's a good point. All right, now I'm I'm very easily swayed. Now I'm with Angus. Oh my god! I, that okay. The the video of Coco hearing about it was a pretty viral video. If Coco had gone to the service and run amok, <laughs> that would be a real good viral video. Just Coco goes bananas. <laughs> Funeral edition. <laughs> Someone's playing the organ and. Uh. Oh, that'd be great. So strong. She's the lone pallbearer. Yeah. <laughs> According to National Geographic, she became an international celebrity during the course of her life with a vocabulary of more than a thousand signs and the ability to understand 2,000 words of spoken English. That's according to the Gorilla Foundation. Well, they could be biased. Yeah. I'd love to hear a, you know, more Some more sort of independent. Opinion. Yeah, independent review into yeah. that. I, I mean, they got Gorilla in their name. Yeah, Obviously, exactly. they're bigging up Gorillas. They're going to be like, oh, 2,000 words. Really? What are all of them? Let's hear what the Chimpanzee Foundation has to say. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because they're arch enemies, yeah. I imagine. All right, so that's e- she's equal fifth place, equal with Crystal, the capuchin actor. You familiar with Crystal's work? No. All right. She's prolific. Have you seen films? A couple. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, you seen might have- Avatar? <laughs> yeah. Was she in Avatar? <laughs> she wasn't in Avatar. What else have you seen? Well, this will be easier, I think, because she's been in so many. It'll be easier for you to list films, and I'll <laughs> let you know if she's been in them or not. Um, uh, Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. Uh, no. Um, those are the two movies I've seen. Okay. <laughs> um, she's in George of the Jungle, the 97 version. Oh, great. The 98 version of Dr. Doolittle playing the role of Drunk Monkey. Great. Yeah, a beautiful role. Do you remember the monkey from American Pie? Maybe it was hanging out with Blink-182? Well, that oh. was her. <laughs> she's the <Great>. pie. <laughs> Uh, she actually brought her role of Drunk Monkey back for Dr. Doolittle 2. Wow. Yeah, reprised that role. <laughs> She's been in everything. Garfield the movie, Fun with Dick and Jane, the Shaggy Dog, Night at the Museum. Do you remember the monkey from Night at the Museum? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a that's an amazing... There's a lot of um, human actors would kill for this career. Yeah, amazing career. She was in uh, 310 to Yuma. Yeah. Big Wait. film. She was in the fo- the follow up night at the museum's movies. She was in the Hangover Part Two. Oh my god! Playing drug dealing monkey. I love to imagine a human actor who is furious <laughs> that he is not getting the roles yeah. of, of of a monkey that this monkey is getting, and was believes it, that this monkey enough? is like a fucking hack, and he can play a drunk <laughs> monkey way better. <laughs> to the final callback again. Do I get drunk monkey? No. Who do they give it to? A monkey, of course. <laughs> Yeah, so boring. Speciest. I'm calling my agent fuming. I'm like, stop sending me up with these monkey rolls if I'm just gonna get, if they're gonna stitch me up at the end every time. You hear people talk about that sometimes going for little roles where they're like, Oh, oh again, you see the ad or whatever it was. They're like, Oh, they, they picked a good looking person. How yeah. surprising. <laughs> Why bring me? It's to make you feel better, not me. Hey, we're seeing all sorts of looking people, not just the beauties. Yeah. Some of the uggos too. <laughs> And then maybe he got one. Like, there's one role he got yeah. where he's just in a terrible monkey suit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Acting in the role. And everyone's so- not pretending that it's like a Wilfred-style thing where it's like a man. You yeah. know what I mean? Everyone's just like, that is a dog. Yeah. <laughs> that is a monkey. He's, yeah. and he, But he'd be sweating. That's his big chance. He's finally got it. And it flops at the box office. Oh, and, it's no. like, oh. and his agent says, well, maybe, maybe it's not for you after all. Uh 
One of the other roles that Crystal played that we've talked about on this show before, have you ever seen Community? Uh, only a few episodes. A recurring monkey character called Annie's Boobs, and uh, Crystal played Annie's Boobs as well. Wow. Have uh, you... Um, just have a, you just talked about George of the Jungle. Yep. Was was Crystal in the lesser known George of the Jungle too? Uh oh, when did that come out? Uh, because I'm I had a conversation about this recently that George of the Jungle was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. Yeah. And then there was a second one that no one heard about that, that wasn't Brendan Fraser in yes. it. It's just another guy. Yeah, that's right. And they right. broke the fourth wall and had a joke about how the studio couldn't afford Brendan Fraser. <laughs> it's a real subversive kind of kids film. Was it good? Probably not. I remember. I remember not being as good as George of the Jungle, but they also couldn't afford Crystal, unfortunately. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they, Did they break the, the third, fourth wall for that, or the they, third wall? They hired that bloke for this one. He was like, <laughs> "Finally, studio can't afford a real monkey." <laughs> that would have been my role. Uh, that would have been his go for sure. So that's equal fifth place. Man, if that's fifth, I'm looking forward to this. How do you top that? Yeah. Well, third place. I know. I. I don't know how I feel about this. Third place in real primate of the decade, Evan Munro Smith. Hmm. You know? That's interesting. I thought about doing like what Triple J did with Taylor Swift and just deleting him from the count. But I thought, you know, like Angus said, I'm not here to interfere with the vote. There was not nothing saying can't be a human. This is the primate. stupidest list of all time. <laughs> 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 it started with Coco signing. Yeah. How does Evan beat Crystal, who's been in George of the Jungle? As... I reckon Evan wouldn't know a thousand words. Yeah. Did Evan even, would he even be upset when he found out Robin Williams died? Yeah. I bet he wasn't. I think I was with him. And I think he, he cheered. I told him and he did the sign language for good. <laughs> so, you know, that's the kind of character he and, is. And that's who these listeners have voted for. Yeah. As their third favorite <laughs> real primate of the decade. I mean, he's real. He is a real primate, I guess. Did they vote for you on this list? Yeah, I was a few spots further down. Oh, man. I, I, I was... Uh, yeah, I was seventh or eighth or ninth or something. That's that's. Good. I made top ten. Congrats, man! Yeah. Thank you. I was embarrassed to see it. Not only that I made the list, but also that I lost to Evan. Yeah, <laughs> he's not even here for the ceremony. Exactly. Um, do you want to accept the award on his behalf? I, I could never. <laughs> I couldn't be trusted to give it to him. What What do you reckon about those when people win an award and have to accept it on their behalf? I don't. I feel, it must feel like the most awkward thing. Unless they've given someone to read out precisely. I I love when they play a video and the person who won it is somewhere clearly way better. Like, <laughs> yeah. I remember watching some award thing and, like, I think I think maybe Hugh Laurie won something for House, but then they, or I don't know, something, and then they cut a video of him and he was, like, just in, like, a T-shirt on a beach somewhere, yeah. just like, oh, all right, this is good, isn't it? Oh, thank you, man. And it's like, he's so cool. Going like, down a water slide. Yeah, everyone else is who didn't win. This matters so much to them. <laughs> yeah. They've, like, planned the whole day, rented a suit, being like, oh, please, please. And then he does win, and he's just like, oh, yeah, sorry, too busy hanging out with my friends. <laughs> yeah, that is... That has got to rub salt in the wounds. I'd love to see one of those where it's like, I couldn't be here because I'm actually accepting a bigger award, the yeah. Nobel Prize. <laughs> and the minute you go to that, you see him and he's not even there. He's not. The, he's just continually like video after video, not accepting every single award. Yeah. No, there's nothing cooler than being extremely dismissive <laughs> of the thing that everyone values. If I ever won a, a bit, like an Oscar, I would walk on stage and just throw it in the trash. I'd bring a trash can with me, <laughs> pop it in the bin. Chuck the bin into an incinerator. 
I mean, that's funny because, like, supposedly you can't win it without really um, going hard at the dinners. And so you've worked real hard for it over months yeah. and months. <laughs> yeah. So Bud's like, please, I'll do anything for this. Anything. And then get it. Snap it in half. You've literally made a deal with the devil for your soul to win an Oscar. Still just Just for the joke. <laughs> what did you do when you won, won your Best Newcomer Award? Did you get to do a speech? Yep. Did you um, did you give the finger? A, I asked for a spot at Crab to Lab. the academy. And did you really? Yeah, that's funny. Which is a, a small local gig yeah. in Melbourne that I felt like I wasn't being booked at it frequently <laughs> enough. <laughs> so I used this big moment to ask for an unpaid spot. Yeah, <laughs> you should do that if you ever win an academy award. Ask for a great callback. Yeah. yeah, whether or not it's still running, it'd be great. Not that I don't think it's going to be that long till you win an academy award. Yeah. I just who knows. With the, the you know the comments, I think a couple com- years we'll be seeing Angus yeah winning the Oscar. And Probably. Crab Lab should still be around then. Yeah, I'll be just like Huey, put me on. Like I'll, I promise I'll do um, Lucky Cock. I'll do it. <laughs> Lucky Cock is another gig run by the same promoter, but it's not as um, fun to do. But still good. But it's still good. It's I still some- enjoy it. Yeah. Okay, so we're now on to second place. Oh boy, real primate. Of the decade. You might not have heard of this one, but we, it was featured in an episode. So maybe this is the secret to success. Be featured on this show and then maybe you'll get, uh, you'll, you'll do well in awards season. So the winner of second place, when I started that sentence, I forgot that I wasn't saying the winner, but I covered it nicely by saying of second place. Did you see how that, that was pretty neat? That was very good. Thank you. It's kind of like um, I'm imagining all the primates are like, in a sort of Miss Universe style thing where they're all <laughs> yeah. lined up waiting. So there's waiting for whatever our... the one that did win, when this is announced, they'll be going nuts. Yeah. And the one who got second plates will That's have to true. act like they're happy, but they know they lost. And they're standing there smiling politely as we yeah. talk about Crab Lab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're hosting Miss Universe as a riff. <laughs> is there like a miscongeniality for the primate? Like not the best primate of the decade, but the one everyone got along with the most. Oh, there should have. Well, maybe that's something that you could award later on. I'll think. Have a think about that. So in second place, it is Naruto, the black-crested macaque who took a selfie. Oh, you familiar yeah, yeah. with this story? Absolutely. There was a big um, lawsuit about it in terms yes. of uh, Peter got involved. Intellectual rights of animals. And That's stuff. right. And the photo is so good. It's one of one of the yeah. greatest photos I reckon you'll ever see. It's, it is really good. Just. Genuine, like, human-looking emotion on the face. In, which... in focus, good expression. They got those long arms to really get a good angle. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, the smile is so cheeky. Yeah. Beautiful eyes. I love <laughs> it, really, it so much. It, it has the expression that it's like, yeah, I'm a monkey doing this. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, totally. It looks like it knows what he's yeah. doing. Um, so, yeah, fantastic suggestion for... Second place. Um, if you don't know more about it, I did a pretty in-depth de- report. It was one of the few episodes of this where I really wrote out a report for it, like I do on Do Go On, and uh, less people listen to that episode than any other. So I'm like, well, that is clearly not worth the work, <laughs> the effort. They just want me to hear talk shit about a movie instead. Um, beautiful monkey and very deserving of second place. That leaves the winner and by quite a margin, almost... Uh, twice as many votes as second place. 
the winner of the real primate of the decade is Harambe. Saw this coming, I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, wait, have you have you done a Harambe? We did. Ang- Angus and I talked Harambe. Uh, Pro or con? What was the takeaway? I think we said that. Um, I think I said all gorillas should be shot yeah. to death. <laughs> Is that what you said? That was the takeaway message in the end. Yeah. I'm very pro Harambe. Um, yeah. Sweet Prince. Rest in peace. It's a very sad day. For it was so it's, sad. Yeah. Did I they feel... tell Coco about Harambe? <laughs> <laughs> I think that, that was all they were doing all day, every day. They were just looking at Googling deaths. They yeah. Just engaging it... Coco's response. Like, Seeing what videos will go viral. On the back of the response. Coco started writing quite dark existentialist yeah. novels. They started telling Coco about people who were still alive, but just to see if they could get a reaction <laughs> out of her. Just be like, Obama, what do you think? Did Coco kill that kitten before or after they started informing oh. her about deaths every day? Did oh. they start to warp Coco's mind? Uh, and yeah, maybe that was what it was. Out. So it wasn't, she wasn't killing it with love. She was just trying to feel something. Yeah, like a distraught child. Wow. For those who don't know uh, Harambe, the story goes that on the 28th of May 2016, a three-year-old boy climbed into Harambe's gorilla enclosure at the Cincinnati Zoo and was grabbed and dragged by Harambe, a 17-year-old Western Lowland gorilla. Fearing for the boy's life, a zoo worker shot and killed Harambe. The incident was recorded on video and received broad international coverage and commentary, including controversy over the choice to kill Harambe. That's from Wikipedia. I remember it was a real tight spot. What do you do? What do you do? I feel like whenever there's gun arguments about like gun ownership in America and stuff, it's what people always say. It's like it's safer if everyone has guns. So yeah. maybe if we had armed, you know, the, if we'd armed the, the gorillas first. Oh, and the gorilla, yeah. Harambe was armed and all the zoo creatures wore, then it might be a safer environment. Yeah, that makes sense. Following on the logic there. So I mean, let's arm gorillas. Has anyone brought up, why did Harambe grab that boy? Oh. Like an, a teenage gorilla and a young boy. That seems suspicious to me. Well, I, well, I mean, they did kill him over it, so I guess they, I, I guess they thought it suspicious too. Yeah. The boy, what was the boy, the boy fell in, why was he climbing into an enclosure well, like that? victim blaming the boy. Well, the boy wasn't the one who got shot and killed. Who's the victim? Uh, grabbed by a gorilla. Okay. Tricky. Do we know anything about the character of this boy? <laughs> I don't think we do. What, but was, what was the boy wearing at the time? Uh, I think normal boy clothes. I just meant if it was like an evil, evil boy. Who, oh. You know, like a sort was of a, there was part of the plan all along. What if it was like one of those cursed devil boys in like a oh, horror movie or something? Rosemary's baby or yeah, something Yeah, how like else that. do you get the arms? I feel like I, as a as a grown man who does rock climbing on a regular basis i don't think i would have the strength and agility to climb into a gorilla enclosure right how did this boy well i think i think in the end i think maybe angus and i decided they needed just a bigger fence and that would have all been fine he basically had to get through a hedge and then he fell down a drop yeah yeah so he sort of just clumsily fell in while his parents were a bit distracted a lot of people blame the parents yeah uh yeah a lot of well, people, everyone got blamed, but no one, I don't think anyone until now has considered arming Harambe. I was blamed for this for a while. <laughs> everyone <laughs> was furious. <laughs> 2016, they were like, you've cooked it this time, Jack. People said to me. 
<laughs> my mum was on the phone going, what have what you done? Jackie, you suggest, you know how sometimes uh, like an indication that a child is a sociopath is they herd animals? Yeah. But this child is like a very intelligent sociopath that knows that the best way to kill real big animals is to put themselves in danger around zoo officials with guns. Right. So, like, this kid's coming back every week. Like, next week he's in the giraffe enclosure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seeing if he can get a giraffe yeah. shot. I wonder what the colour for animals they shoot would be. You know, if it was like a rabbit or something, they wouldn't. Yeah, I feel like a, if a rabbit's dragging a boy. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's the ability to drag <laughs> a boy. Probably. It might be the line. Yeah, that's, probably, that's probably a sensible measure, I would say. Yeah, I don't know where that is. It's probably it's probably somewhere between monkeys and, and apes. Oh, there'd be monkeys that could do it too. I, some of the bigger monkeys, maybe the, you probably would shoot a baboon. Would you shoot a baboon, Jack? Of course. <laughs> boy or no not. No questions asked. <laughs> don't you... Don't you? I'd shoot anything I beasts. thought was a baboon. <laughs> Growing up in Canada, I imagine you you had a gun as a kid, shoot, um, shooting moose as a boy. Did that happen? I think that was that was happening around me. I certainly never had a, a gun, um, nor did my family. But I think there was people who lived like it was sort of fairly. It wasn't like out in the woods really, but it was quite a small town, and there were like we had friends who would go hunting and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. What that would what would be hunted? It'd be, is it like deer and stuff? I think so. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think deer and like that. There are moose. They, I don't know how. I think it's mainly ice. They just love shooting the ice and yeah. collecting it. Oh, yeah. Right. And then they yeah. take it back inside and they let it defrost. Yeah. I, but I think moose are uh, so big. Like they're so much bigger than people sort of imagine them as. I think if you get like if you get one, you just pop it in the freezer. That's your meat for the for the season. You know. Right. Wow, what's moose meat like? Um, I don't know. I don't think I've had it, but yeah. it's sort of quite um chocolatey and smooth. Oh, you know? oh, oh very uh, good. Yeah. Is that a pun? Is it? A, it is certainly wordplay. Yeah, I still yeah. haven't got my head around what a pun is, but that feels yeah. <laughs> feels like that's in the vicinity. I definitely should be shot for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jack, there was a uh, it was a bear that got into the town once. Really? Yeah, and it climbed up. Um, the uh, there was like the sort of town hall and then there was a big big tree next to that and it climbed up the tree because it was scared I, I get, it must have wandered in at night when no one was around and then people you know wake up and the day starts and it's like bloody hell this is I don't want any of this so it climbed up the tree and then I think the I think like the fire department sort of tranquilized it and caught it on a, in a net somehow yeah right it was it was thrilling that was another thing people suggested. Why don't you? Why didn't you trank Harambe? But they were like, it, it takes too long to kick in, and while it does, you don't know if it, it's going to make him fall on the boy. Oh yeah, and all these other sort of things as well. Surely the falling argument also applies to shooting Harambe. <laughs> That's a good point. Very good point. Like very... famously, people don't like get shot and then remain perfectly still <laughs> and upright. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, get, that's a very good point. Get Harumbo with a freeze ray. That's, uh, that's why did yeah. they not do that? Yeah, that makes sense. Then you could um, Thor is is Harumbo a, a boy or a girl? It's gonna say boy. Yeah, you could you could Thor him out in maybe in the future. Oh, yeah. right, when the fence that. was a little bigger, or when yeah. there are no longer any boys. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. maybe it's like time. a Children yeah. of Men style scenario yeah. <laughs> where humans can no longer breed. Well, that. That is quite an honor for Harambe. Obviously, yeah. uh, he can't be here in person to uh, accept the award because he is dead. But uh, would you like to accept the award on behalf of Harambe, please, Jack? Um, 
Absolutely. Uh, Harame, I, I don't know much about how you lived, um, and I'm sorry that your uh, memory was turned into such a wacky meme. Um, I feel like you deserve better than that, uh, and I hope this award. I know you're up there eating, eating those big berries in the sky, smiling down on us all. So thank you, Harambe. And I accept this award on your behalf. <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank you. thank you so much, Jack. I'm I'm touched by that. But we have to move on. Ah, oh, please. There are still two more awards to go. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, should we go with species or fictional primate? Um, let's go species and then fictional can be the big finale at the end. Okay. Well, this was a this was a real tight run competition because there's a lot of species as it turns out and um yeah so I've grouped some of them together a little bit because a few people voted for different versions of similar species so I'll just I'll go through the top tw- 10 but I'll go through them pretty quickly all right until we get to the top few okay so in 10th spot human good to get a mention honorable <laughs> Uh, then we've got the I.I. You familiar with the I.I.? Uh, freaky looking no. monkeys. Not monkeys, but freaky looking primates. Kind of kind of cute, but kind of not. I don't know, really know how to, where to put them. Oh, wow. Yeah, pretty amazing looking thing. Sort of almost like a, yeah, a possum that was taxidermied. But yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like a... Um... And their fingers are wild as well. They've got real long... Oh. Yeah, they're like a uh, like an evil dimension of a koala. Yeah, totally. Evil dimension koala in ninth place. Uh, then we've got an eighth place. It's the uh, crested macaque, which is what was the, the, the photo. The selfie yeah. macaque, yeah. Then we've got seventh place, bonobo chimp. They're the ones that like, they, they love sex. Uh, and then in sixth place, common congeniality of the yeah, <laughs> just they just bonobos just edged out their close cousins, the common chimpanzees who love to fight. Uh, then we have capuchin monkeys, of which Crystal is one in fifth spot. Then in fourth spot, it's uh, lemurs. Great. Uh, some someone said specifically Grucox sportive lemur, and someone else said the ringtail, but I've brought them all together into. One with ever brought them into the, the general lemur category, and then the top three. Yeah, this is what it all comes down to: it's the Japanese macaque, uh, which is like the northernmost monkey. Hangs out. You might have seen it. Hangs out in hot springs in oh, the snow. Yeah. They're probably the monkey whose lifestyle I'm most envious of. Yeah, I would say. Well, they're a such beautiful spot, right? Yeah, you know, Japanese snow and the hot springs. Yeah. And- like, Did you know this about them though? It comes up most times I talk about them, but they they have this weird hierarchy and it's like a bloodline thing where even though there's room for heaps more, 
in the hot springs, only certain ones are allowed in, and then the others sort of act as bouncers and keep the others out. So you'll see wow. some just covered in snow, meters away from beautiful hot springs. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm turning against these classless <laughs> monkeys immediately. Yeah. I'm going to... And I help, I'm going to find, like, a Bernie Sanders monkey and get it into power and even things out. Because <laughs> it, it was, like, in the last few decades or not that long ago that they even discovered these hot springs. So, you know, for centuries, thousands of years, they didn't hang out in hot springs, and it's only just happened quite recently. So did they have similar power structures before the hot springs, or did the introduction of hot oh, springs? I'm not sure. That's interesting. I should maybe look into that and do an episode on it. Get to the bottom of it. But I love this Bernie Sanders idea. Really shake things up over there. Yeah. It's it's interesting. It makes you reflect on how crazy it is how human society works. Because when you think about that, all I can think about is like, what are you, idiots? You're all just monkeys. Get in the water. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then it's like, well, yeah, same with us. We're equally, equally uh, have a crazy society. Yeah. Sort of way. Not as... Very protective obvious, of yeah. areas. You know, this is mine. Piss off. Yeah. Hot springs are still associated with luxury and wealth. It is quite similar. Yeah. It is, totally. Yeah, I wonder. But then the ones in the water are going, I mean, we could let you in, but then we have to let all the others in and all, and eventually there'll be no room at all. So yeah. this is better. When does it end? Yeah. What's in it for the bouncer? Yeah, I don't know. It's like they're just betas who... Do they get like some time in the hot spring or are they like... Yeah, that should be the reward at least sometime. Or do they just have? Do they just feel cool in relation? Yeah, yeah, I know these guys. Why do bouncers be bouncers? Probably for the pay, money. Yeah, money. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they get paid cash. That would be an amazing scheme if you were a nightclub owner and you're like, you can bounce at this club, but your payment is you get two hours in the nightclub yeah. <laughs> for free. <laughs> <laughs> My club is exclusively full of kings and princes. <laughs> the winner is two different species. First time has ever happened. First time has ever happened in the primate of the decade vote. It's also the first primate of the decade vote that we've ever done. But are you going to do a primate of the decade 2011 to 2021 next year? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like it. Yeah. What about the decade 2012 to 2022? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll just do all decades. It's <laughs> a good point. All right, so the winner, joint winners, gorillas and yeah. orangutans. Ooh. Tans. Orangutans. Where'd you get this information? The bloody gorilla foundation again? <laughs> <laughs> so a couple of couple of the, the big boys. Hey? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this is... Um, I'm not happy with this result at all. We need like a sudden death round or something. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, do you you, do you want to cast the deciding vote here today? Oh. So you, I mean, they are two of the most intelligent of the primates. Apparently, they're both two of the bigger ones. They're gr- they're both great apes, like humans. Uh. <laughs> one's red. One's can be all sorts of colours. As the listeners know, this podcast is sponsored by Indonesian palm sugar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be declaring gorillas <laughs> to be the primate of the decade. Gorillas win. Huge. Oh. I'm happy with that result. I'll give it to gorillas. Well done, gorillas. You earned it. Uh, 
I had two Obviously, of... tweet, Jack and Angus, if you're furious about this result. I'd love to see some fury on Twitter two directed the, at them. The, of yeah. the top five individual primates were gorillas. So it's only fitting that that counts as well into okay. the overall group that's score. That's the count back. Yeah. Yeah, okay, great. That makes sense. All right, that logic adds up for me. Uh, Harambe won. Jeez, it's been a big day for gorillas. Yeah. Hasn't it? Holy moly. It's huge. So the real... um. The parasite of the primate kingdom. I'm really hoping for fictional is King Kong now. Oh, okay. Just to get the trifecta, a clean sweep. Well, uh, let's see. Uh, how many? How many? We could do. I can do top ten quickly again if you want. Sure. All right. In tenth spot, it's the librarian from Terry Pratchett's Discworld. That's an orangutan. Uh, people talk about it a lot. I haven't got around to do an episode on it because it means I have to read a whole book. But, yeah. Um, we all know you're not a nerd, Matt. I'm not. A, yeah, I just want everyone to know. <laughs> uh, but the, so apparently, it's the librarian in this world. Have you ever read any Terry Pratchett? You're familiar with his work? Not really. It's no. like a uh, like a fantasy. I read series. his name. Yeah. Well, you're you're well on the way. <laughs> and the librarian, for some reason, got turned into an orangutan, and then went even when he could have turned back. Decided he preferred being an orangutan. Well, I mean, you don't need those like book step ladders anymore. You can yeah. just reach up to the high Swing shelf. From, yeah. Must be easy to get around the library. Makes sense. Okay, so in ninth spot, Donkey Kong, classic Ooh. gorilla-ish. Yeah, yeah. One and a, a, a beautiful. Uh, Is was, Donkey Kong related to King Kong? I know, but there were um, court cases about it. Uh, I think Sony or one of the companies who was saying they had the rights to King Kong. Went after Nintendo, and then uh, it turned out that I don't know if it was Sony, whoever the the studio was, it turned out they'd had already fought a court case in reverse, saying, "No, King Kong, it's uh, public domain, it's out of date." But they'd already argued the opposite of their own case, which really brought this case down. Oh, wow. that's why Donkey Kong's always wearing a tie; he's just in and out of court constantly. <laughs> yeah. like, he's a represents himself. <laughs> I know that Donkey Kong throws barrels, but it sounds like you know, King Kong is the king of Kongs, but Donkey Kong sort of like leads donkey tours for tourists. Yeah. You know, he's a working man. Kind yeah, of Kong. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, Donkey Kong place nine. Eighth place, Detective Chimp. This is a DC Comics character. He's like a sort of like a, a sh- uh, what's, what's his name? The famous detective guy, Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes. I was going to call him Shakespeare. Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah. I would love to watch Shakespeare solve crimes. <laughs> Listen, I haven't read any books, but uh, was it Shakespeare the detective? <laughs> uh, yeah, detective so Detective Chimp. It's a character. Uh, then Baby Yoda, who isn't at all. I don't think in any way a primate. You strike that from the. Oh, can we list? strike that one? You're out, Baby Yoda. Then we've got Annie's Boobs, who I mentioned before, played by yeah. Crystal. Geez, another a big day for Crystal as well. Uh, gorilla Grodd, who I would think is a gorilla. Another DC another DC character. And then you got Pogo from Umbrella Academy. You familiar with Umbrella Academy? I know none of these famous <laughs> primates. I, feel, I, feel I also like feel idiot. like Umbrella should be banned in the city. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You know what I mean, the government should issue everyone a raincoat and that's it. Right, umbrella. It's just like taking up too much room on these small city. I agree. It's like little little spikes. Where are they? Eye level, perfect. Yeah, you can't see anything. People are jabbing you. It's a real nightmare. Right. Yeah. Also, I've never felt dry under an umbrella in any kind of real rain. Well, you got to get a better quality umbrella. 
I'm guessing. Yeah, I would agree with that, but I also agree that they should be banned. Yeah, so th- that is a problem. I don't get around the city all that much, I guess. Well, you're not gigging every night like by me and Jack in the oh. torrential rain. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just right. I just oh, well, I normally drive in. Uh, should be catching the train. Really, yeah. shouldn't I? Yeah. I did a gig once, uh, or quite recently, um, like soaked to the skin. Whoa! Like I got recorded in a rainstorm, and I was I was on stage, and I was like, like I just jumped fully clothed into a lake and got out and performed comedy right away. It was really thrilling. To feel good? No. <laughs> and I was I was on at the end, so I was just like sitting around freezing cold for, you know, a long time beforehand. Um, did, and then didn't even go that well. Did so. you address that you were soaking wet on stage? Uh, no, because there'd been so much talk before I was on about how wet it was outside. That for me to be like, and I'm wet. It's like, yeah, we're all wet, mate. Come on. <laughs> so you just hear the dripping of like the water running off your body onto That's the me stage. Sloshing around like some kind of swamp creature who'd been given a microphone. There's nothing funny about chafing, like watching someone develop chafing on stage. Yeah. <laughs> Gorilla Grodd, I'm, I'm thinking like, I know all these, but I only know all these because of this show, pretty much. Yeah. I already, I knew Donkey Kong, Detective Chimp, I've learned about from this show. It's a pretty funny character. And his boobs from Community, only heard of in last year. Gorilla Grodd is like the Flash's arch enemy. You know the Flash? Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's a, a super intelligent gorilla. Is the Flash also super intelligent? Does his mind work oh, super fast? That's a good question. Or does only his limbs work super fast? I, I really don't know anything about the Flash. Does having a super fast mind make you super intelligent? Or can you only... You can come up with the stupid <laughs> ideas you would have had anyway, but just much quicker. But can you, can you like, sort of brute force more and more dumb ideas? Does, the, like, the cumulative weight of dumb ideas end up with a smart idea? Or is it, like... A qualitative, so you can you just have lots and lots of dumb ideas clogging your mind, circulating at near light speed. I feel like you'd just be you'd be so world weary. You'd be like twenty, but you've had as many ideas as like an eighty year old. You're like, oh, every day is a struggle now. Also, why is speed the counter to a super smart ape? Yeah, it does seem like a weird combo. Have I made that up? Let me. All right, let me look up Gorilla Grodd. Uh, I saw him. He's. I know he's in the Flash. TV show, but the only time I think we've really featured him on here was when he was against Batman. Uh, According to Wikipedia, Gorilla Grodd is a fictional supervillain appearing in the comic books published by DC Comics, primarily as an enemy of the Flash. The character was created by John Broom and Carmine Infantino and first appeared in The Flash 106 in 1959. He's an evil, super-intelligent gorilla who gained mental powers after being exposed to a strange meteorite's radiation. I think I remember, you know, Meso, Nick Meso from the Weekly Planet? Yeah. He's told me before that there was a period where comic book publishers realized that sales would spike if there was a gorilla on the front cover. (laughs) 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 So there was a period where they would, I think maybe that's why characters like Gorilla Grodd exist. It's because they just knew that for some reason comic book buyers loved gorillas. And they yeah. would even put them on the cover, even if there was no gorillas inside the book. Sometimes, it's just, like, just clickbait. <laughs> yeah, Spider Man's in the background somewhere. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's so funny because it's just like such a real slap in the face to the you know the art of story and everything. It's like I've spent all my life crafting these beautiful stories and these uh, immaculate pictures and everything. It's like, ah, oh, great, put a gorilla in it and we'll sell it. <laughs> like, it's just so dumb. 
Do you think that's why Conor McGregor is like the biggest selling UFC yeah. fighter of all time? <laughs> he just slapped a gorilla on his chest. Oh, right. Yeah. He's got a, yeah. Imagine. Imagine it's worked for anything. There is a disproportionate number of UFC fighters whose nickname is the gorilla. Is there, you're yeah. a big UFC fan. Yeah. Well, there's a guy, Darren Till, who's the gorilla. But then there's like another guy who's like the um, killer gorilla. And then there's another guy who I think is the vanilla gorilla. Um, there's quite a lot of the gorillas and cowboys. There's a lot of right. in, in UFC. Pitbulls. Pitbulls. I've always said if I was a professional fighter, which I plan to be, I would be the, the cowboy gorilla. Oh, that's smart. And I'd come in <laughs> covered in hair and a big cowboy hat. That's big real lasso, smart. Eating a banana with a lasso, swinging it around. I don't think I have what it takes to be a professional fighter, but I think it would be very fun to legally change your name to Conor McGregor. And then someone's like, what are you like, Conor McGregor the fighter? And I'm like, no, Conor McGregor the lover. <laughs> Please edit that from the podcast. <laughs> I will not. <laughs> so we have Pogo at number four. So now we're into the top three. Yeah. And number three, it is King Kong. Huge. Huge monkey. Huge. Ape. Ape, sorry. Sorry, guys. Sorry, sorry, listeners. There'll be a few listeners out there furious right now. I'm oh, sorry. I'm hoping all of them. This <laughs> <laughs> says a lot about me. He hopes all his listeners are furious. <laughs> so King Kong, I, King Kong is the one I don't know anything about because we haven't done it yet. But I think it's a story about a real big gorilla who steals a woman and maybe tries to love her at the top of the building. I am... Um... I'd I'd love to be a guest on a King Kong episode. I'd love King Kong. Yeah, right. It's, uh, yeah, because my favorite thing is because they go, they go to Skull Island and capture King Kong. But then at the end, you've probably seen it. But it's like there's like a big stage show, like it's a big event yeah. that people like New Yorkers go to, where it's just King Kong kind of chained up. But then there's still just like dancing girls and people <laughs> singing and stuff, which I just feel like. And it's and when King Kong goes on its rampage, it's like the theater's full of people who are there, and I just like what what was their evening plan like? It's like this is great. You you know you love theater, yeah yeah. Well, uh, they've got just the biggest ape you've ever seen, and it's it's screaming, and it doesn't want to be there. And then like I I also think it'd be funny like just the. <laughs> Like the refund situation at the theater the next day of like, yeah. well, I bought tickets to see this show, to see the enormous primates writhing in pain. And would you believe it? It it went berserk and so, killed my wife. So, so I want I want at least a 50% refund. At least, or tickets to something else, yeah. minimum. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's now I know more about it. But that so the Simpsons spoof of it stays pretty close to the original then, because that that all happens in the Simpsons version as well when Homer's King Kong, King Homer. Yeah, I've, I haven't seen the like original one from the forties, but I've seen the, uh, the Peter Jackson one. Yeah, that is is good despite being crazy long. And then I've also seen the more recent something Co- Kong Skull, Skull Island. Island. Yeah, yeah. So Skull Island's always in is always where they go and find him. I'm pretty sure that's like, yeah, that's kind of like the canon. Yeah, cool. Of it. I love it. Yeah, well, I think I'm I'm holding off doing it, but I it never really interests me, King Kong, but I'm you're saying it's good. You chose to do a podcast about <laughs> primates and popular culture, but King Kong's never really interested you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. I'm a I'm a big fan of the Planet of the Apes reboots. Yeah, oh, me too. Yeah. We um 
but yeah, King Kong. I think I was thinking about maybe doing one of those in uh, April. Good, Make a big thing out of April. For, yeah. Yeah. So I'll have to have you on. <laughs> Andy's keen to do it. Andy Matthews has said a few times he wants to do King Kong. Great. Well, looking forward to April. In uh, equal second spot with King Kong. So I said King Kong was in third, but it's actually an equal second spot with Andy from Toy Story. Hang on. Hang on a minute. Feels like we've been trolled yeah. by these listeners. That's Evan's favorite primate. This feels like a real boaty boat face type yeah, swindle. I, th- I think it is. Um, Andy from Toy Story, great pair of legs um, early on. That's all you really see of him. and uh, But he's really captured people's hearts. Uh, I should... Maybe I'll get Evan to come in and uh, say something about this before I put it out because it feels like really with that result, he ideally would have been here to comment because mm. you two hate Andy from Toy Story. Hate him. You're fuming. If he was any kind of man, he would have thrown those toys in the trash years <laughs> ago. <laughs> um, have you seen the new Toy Story? Forky? Yes. Yeah. You like Forky? Uh, I didn't mind Forky. I know Forky divided audiences. I thought he was... I thought it was pretty fun. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was probably my maybe my favourite Toy Story film of the four. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, that brings us to the big one. And more than quadrupled the votes of second place. An absolute landslide victory for Caesar from Planet of the Apes Reboots. Familiar with Caesar's work? Yep. I love Caesar so much. Caesar did really inspire this podcast to happen. Yeah. So that feels good. I'm glad the listeners are on the same page. That's great. Is um, is Andy Circus? Andy Circus. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I think he's he's got to be. I think he's one of the best on screen heroes all time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I should rewatch those movies. They're so good, and they just seem like so much better. Like in like in terms of making you feel emotion for. Like CGI stuff. Yeah. Like League of Their Own. Yeah. Yeah. It's very similar to a League of Their Own, the baseball movie exactly. where Madonna um, and Tom Hanks. Well, that's my favorite movie. So when I say <laughs> League of Their Own, I mean, that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> that's how good it is. That is it's a good film. Do you think Cheezo, that monkey we were talking about earlier, is jealous of the career of Andy Circus? Oh, yeah. Crystal, did you hear <laughs> yeah, Cheezo? I don't know what it was called. Cheezo. Whatever, Cheezo. That's so uh, funny. Yeah, well, I wonder. It feels like Andy Circus is the future of primates on screen. They're the last ape ever on screen uh, in a film was last year, in Hollywood at least. Um, so that's... Yeah, that that's not going to happen anymore. Apparently, apes on real apes on screen because of animal rights stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's oh, kind of cool. Um, and plus, Andy Serkis has really put them all out of a job. I think that's yeah. the main thing. Yeah. He's absolutely dominated. So yeah, I think Caesar from I was pretty stoked to see that as a result, and it was an absolute landslide. Uh, so congratulations, everyone who who voted, everyone who got involved, but most of all, uh, Caesar from Planet of the Apes. We salute you. Um, now, do you have any thoughts on, on these winners? We had Caesar from Planet of the Apes, Harambe, and Gorilla. Two out of three, four gorillas. Yeah. And a and a and also a common chimp. So the great apes really I mean, and humans are great apes too. We really had a clean sweep there. If you think yeah. of us as a team. Yeah, and I do. And yeah. I do as well, yep. Definitely. Uh 
Well, that brings us pretty much to the end of the episode. Normally, before we do, I thank a few of the Patreon supporters. Please feel free to comment on these comments. You can support us at patreon.com slash pod. And you support this podcast as do go on, as well as Listen Now and Book Cheap. It's a beautiful little podcast network we've got. And one of the rewards is uh, I'll read out your name, give you a thank you, and you can tell me your favourite primate or some sort of primate fact or whatever. Firstly, Josh Harmon writes, My favourite primate is the spider monkey because my dad has one as a pet as a kid. Whoa. His Whoa. name was Roscoe, and he loved to drink beer and fling poo. Oh, Josh. <laughs> Sometimes during and the that's day, your favorite? this is his favorite. Uh, sometimes during the day, he would climb into a tree, and once the old ladies with their bags of groceries got close, Roscoe would hang from his tail and scare them off, <laughs> then eat the food they dropped. <laughs> Roscoe, baby, what a character! That's I feel really- like if you. <laughs> Is it still a pet if it drinks beer and has shenanigans? I feel like that's just your buddy now. Yeah, it's he's just, a his housemate. His name is Roscoe. It's not. It's, yeah, it's, you don't say this is my pet Roscoe. This is my this is my like beer drinking buddy Roscoe. It feels we, like we a, do shenanigans together. A, a '70s pilot episode of a it new really sitcom does. or something. Roscoe. Yeah, it's Josh like, and Roscoe. Yeah, in in three episodes, it's at university and the Frank and the Dean. <laughs> yeah. The Wow, that's wild. Uh, thank you, Josh. I'd also love to thank Stephen Carino, who writes, Hey, Matt, my favorite primate is the golden lion tamarind because they are small, cute, and actually resemble a, a lion. My totally real fact is that if a human bites a gorilla during a full moon, it gains the ability to speak. Is that true? This is why ape in George of the Jungle can talk. Conversely, if a gorilla bites a human, the human gains a serious infection. Cheers. I didn't know that. I knew about the infection thing. That makes sense to mm-hmm. me. Have you? Are you familiar with the golden lion tamarins? Uh, no, not really. They're real cool looking. Let My me dad had a you. pet one that he would drink beer and <laughs> do stuff with, but. Yeah, my dad had one, but it developed a very serious heroin addiction. <laughs> it wasn't really that fun. It started uh, mugging old ladies, not oh. just for their groceries, but. Oh, that's a great one. Amazing looking monkey. Oh, boy, that's real good. How's the color? That should have won. Yeah. That was it. Someone did vote. A few. There was a, maybe a little handful of votes for the Golden Lion. But I'm campaigning next next decade. Yeah. I'll be campaigning hard for that. Yeah. That's amazing looking monkey. I'm a big fan too. Great suggestion, Steve. Thank you very much. Steven, sorry. Kaylin Rankins writes, hey, man, my favorite primate is Diddy Kong, only because he made a far more superior Nintendo 64 racing game than Mario. Huh. Is that Diddy Kong Racing? Yes. Yeah. It's called Diddy Kong Racing. I've never, I don't think I've ever played it. Thank you so much, Kalen. You a gamer? Uh, I've played Diddy Kong Racing, which I think makes me a pretty That makes you a gamer, gamer. yeah. yeah. It, was a, it was a good game. I was a Mario Kart guy, but I could see, you know, I'm not, I don't think they need to be at each other's throats. I, could, I think there's room for both Nintendo 64 gaming okay. races. I'm playing a lot of, um, a lot of Smash Brothers at the moment where you can play as Donkey or Diddy Kong. Right. And, um, I think they're both some of the better players in the game. Oh, cool. So different styles of play. Diddy focuses on speed a lot more and s- sort of ranged attacks. Yeah. But uh, Donkey is slow, but he can hit hard, you know. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. And you, why do you, so you could pick either and be happy. You just have to play to the strengths. Yeah, I think actual gamers hate this, but I just pick random characters. So I get 
good at all of them. Ah. Um, Whereas a, a real game would focus on one and just... Yeah, people have their, like, oh, you only pick one and you get good at that. And and it's, like, it's about winning, not fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, like um, life. Exactly. <laughs> uh, that's all I had to say on that. You You're could... a gamer, Angus? No. No. I don't play games. Do you, do, you, do you sort of look down on people who play games? No. It's not for you me. Do, you do, like off the record. Off the record, I think you're a fucking idiot to waste <laughs> your life. And uh, especially any monkey-based game is for <laughs> morons. <laughs> you backed me into a corner, Matt. Obviously, I just think, just do what you like. Just not for me. I believe, I believe that too. Hang on. Donkey Kong's a character in Mario Kart. I haven't ah, thought about that, really. Yeah. He's real slow, right? Big and slow. Yeah, but... Uh, which I guess is a disadvantage when you're yeah, racing. When it's a speed-based yeah. race game. But you, it is, you can bump people out of the way, and he, and your top speed, I think, is higher. Right. Some, the so acceleration got, is an issue. Okay. Someone was telling me recently that people hate it when people choose Toad. They're like, what a hack choice. Is he just like the better racer or something? I don't know. Yeah, I feel like Yoshi and Toad were just real go-tos of being little nimble boys. Yeah. But I don't know. Uh, finally, Conker writes, my favorite primate is Carl Pilkington. Ah, he's the sidekick of Ricky Gervais. And I think he used to have a segment on his show um, called Carl Pink- Pilkington's Monkey News. And he would then tell like a made-up story about a... A monkey. A few people have said that I should do an episode on that, but I'm not exactly sure how I would. But I guess how do I do an episode on this today? <laughs> <laughs> so I probably mean anything probably fucking yeah, goes. You could probably just get your guests to listen to a few segments of that and, and then, then talk about it. After. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, all I have to do is say that out loud to realize that what I was thinking <laughs> was wrong. Uh, maybe we should do an episode on Carl Pilkington's monkey news one day um so that brings us to the end of the episode please give us a review if you can uh five star reviews i'll read out when i get a chance and yeah where can people find you jack well uh yeah twitter is good i'm putting some videos on youtube as i mentioned uh just at jack Drews. and um if you live in melbourne doing a show at the comedy festival uh in april the month of the king kong podcast oh uh, yeah so um which you might be on don't tempt me like that matt <laughs> Done. Which one's the one you want? You want the Peter Jackson one? Uh, yeah. Yeah, great. Yeah, that'd be the one for me. It um, just seems so boring. But you're saying it's not. Uh, I'm saying it. I liked it. Okay. I like things that are boring. Okay. I'm not going to say it isn't boring, but I think within that, there's things that are good. Yeah. I reckon it's probably fine. Uh, Evan yeah. hated uh, the second Planet of the Apes reboot film, which is one of my favorite films of all time. He hated it. Thought it was so dumb. So you just never know. Yeah, he he wished there was like a like a boy, a boy who had some toys and yeah. sometimes was in his room and yeah. sometimes not. Anything that doesn't tick those boxes, he thinks yeah. is a piece of shit, which is hard. But luckily, there's at least yeah. four movies if, that tick yeah. those boxes. If you like Andy from Toy Story, essentially, and you think he's the best character, and there should be more of Andy from Toy Story, that's when those toys are not alive. So essentially you hate Toy Story and wish right. those characters were functionally dead. Yeah, when he's around, they're flopped on the floor. I never consider that. I'm going to take that to Evan next week. He's he's clearly he's an important figure in Toy Story in which he provides the context in which the toys can exist. But like God, if he is present, he denies the toys their freedom. Right. And they are unable to live. <sighs> so, you know, yeah, you're putting all that on Evan. So he hates Woody... I'm saying that, exactly. And the others. And the gang. Yeah. Wow. 
And where can people find you for more um, insight like that? Uh, I post exclusively Harambe memes on <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I'm also doing a show at the Comedy Festival in April, which you should buy tickets for, even if you don't want to attend. Yeah, I think just buy them because it's a great memento. Yeah, print them yeah, off, print them off. <laughs> put them in a book. You know how comedians do like, it's like sometimes you see famous comedians, they'll do like a funny joke where they buy all the tickets for like another comedian's show so he doesn't get to perform to anyone. I've never seen that. I would, I would encourage that prank to be played on me yeah. yes please play that prank on me every night for the yeah. month of april i would hate it i've never that what a what a funny prank i'm also doing a one-off free show in brisbane on the 22nd of february at house conspiracy in west end be great to see you there awesome sick uh all right well that brings the end of the show uh you can find us at primates pod on instagram facebook and twitter and at gmail.com if you want to email us. Thank you so much for joining us, Jack and Angus. And as we always say here at Primates Podcast, punch that buffalo right in the face. And then kiss him. podcast is part of the planet broadcasting network visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates i mean if you want it's up to you even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.